Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. It's that time of the week again. The Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard, and get ready for an hour of nothing but NRL tour. And if there was a weekend for the comeback, it was certainly the round just gone round 17 box head. Yeah, it was, mate. It was a lot of uh, topsy-turvy matches. My tips went out the window a little bit on the weekend, but, you know, it's a new week this week. Yeah, well, I think uh, the Penrith game ruined my perfect round, and last night Gossett was going for a perfect round, and he had the Dragons. So no, I had the Dragons as well. We both went down in flames, and you were right. I think you tipped the Broncos. I think I got five. Yeah, you tipped the Broncos, the Dragons, and, and the, the Panthers. Panthers was, uh, <laughs> yeah. Ooh, good times. Uh, starting off with the fast five, as always, best, worst, high, low. Any questions coming to the round? Who is your best? Uh, the best was Melbourne Storm. Definitely. Yep. Need I say anything else? They smashed the Broncos at home. I, I tipped the Broncos. I thought they'd bounce back, but uh, they were clinical, Melbourne. Well, I had Melbourne as well. And again, touching on what I said last week, no Glasby, uh, no Nelson. Chambers still not there. Greeny was back finally, but no Munster again. And they lost Harris for a little bit, I think, with ribs. I'm worried Harris, about that. Harris was off. And McLean is now out for eight weeks. So yeah. they've lost a couple of forwards, but they're still rolling on. Individually, I thought James Tedesco... Uh, he definitely won the battle of the fullbacks. I thought Mitchell Pearce on Thursday, I thought he was very good. He was very good, but uh, I was happy to see Tedesco dominate in that game, as he has when he's been on the field, and happy that he's been picked as our number one. But what about your worst? The Dragons. Yeah. Well, they, got... they were disgusting last night. And oh, terrible. They couldn't get out of their own way. They couldn't get out of their own half. Uh, their discipline was poor. They just ran one out. They were dog shit. To put really, things really bad. in perspective, and I sent this to you last night, how bad they are. We say every week in attack. They've only scored 10 more points than Newcastle, and Newcastle have played 1,000 players. Yeah, that's fine, but I, their cornerstone is their defence. Yeah, obviously. And their defence just their defense can't handle or stand up to the amount of poor field position that their offence lands them in. Yeah, but that's what I'm getting at. The their offense... Like they couldn't get out of their own end. Benji Marshall chip-kicked in his own end, like at a, at a stage last night he where... He chip-kicked on a fourth Massive pressure, and they just couldn't get out of their own end. They Gareth Widdop to me looks a little bit lost there. I think he's a quality player, but he's lost in that system, and that's the key word with the Dragons. They've got a system that doesn't suit the players they've got. They've got to change it up. Well, I've uh, said it before. It, it, it highlights the fact that how rubbish the back end of the comp is, and the fact that they're they're competing for a top eight spot. Well, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. He brought Jason Demetrio from the Cowboys to help with the attack, and I've done cutters games this year. They play a completely different style of football to what the first grade side does. So I don't know uh, if he's gave him any involvement. And like we've spoke about before, if you feel you're threatened by somebody, you're not going to you know get what you need out of them. Why bring him in the first place? Mm. Um, because I watch them and they, they look pretty good. They, they play a really good brand of football, but there's none of that translate through to first grade. So I don't know whether that's McGregor being stubborn or what the deal is, but don't bring him down in the first place if you're not going to let him have any involvement whatsoever. 
um, highlight? Uh, Graham and Tedesco getting in for Origin 3. That's a yep. highlight for me. I think Tedesco, obviously, I think he would have been there game one if uh, they were obviously wasn't injured. Graham had the suspension, but I'm pretty happy that they're both in. I would have liked to have seen Adam Reynolds dropped, to be fair. Um, Who for? Pierce. Pierce back in. I think Pierce is the best half. Well, yeah, I said that before, before the series. Um, I don't know. I, I watched Adam Reynolds on Sunday afternoon and watched pretty closely. He's been he awful this year terrible. in general. The Seats were on my list there with the worst. Them and St. George are both painful to watch. I don't, I don't enjoy watching them at all this year. No. Um, there's nothing good about it. My highlight was similar to yours. I wanted to go there, but I want the Sharks come back. Um, the fact they won again, the spirit they played with, they're, they're a great side to watch. I love the offloads. They kept pushing the pass. They went straight after Parramatta when they were down. They didn't panic. Mm. Um, and even early on when they conceded the soft try and the intercept and whatnot, they were still pushing the pass and trying to play football. Yeah. So they weren't going to die wondering, but um, I enjoyed that. But low light. Uh, Sammy Mabradra. He's just his... No, the way he's Attitude carrying he's carried on. I think the Jared Hayne face swap thing was just insensitive and dumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sammy Radra walking across the field, he was getting spitting. interviewed. Spitting like a grub. Yeah. Um, look, I think the game should just be rid of him. If he wants to go, let him go. Well, we've said it a million times he's, before. Every time we think... Over those is unimportant. Every time we think we need someone, someone comes along. Even the Sonny Bill thing, like he had his second stint, sure, but we had, there's no great loss when he left again. And I thought Sammy Radradra, against the best side in the comp, got absolutely pummeled. No, you did. know, like against against the best side in the comp. Like, you know, scoring length of the field tries against South is great. But in a game like that where it was on a knife's edge, they needed someone to really stand up and have an impact on the game. He didn't. He had zero impact on the game. So how do you clearly, mean clearly big money be there. when you when you can't deliver against the better sides? Yeah, he clearly doesn't want to be there. I, I don't care. I but there if he's bitching about how much money he's on, then prove that you should be on more. Just and to me, it only highlighted that he probably should be on less. Just get rid of him. How about that? Well, I agree. That's my point. It's to start with, before, let him go, and it's happened again, and he'll end up probably like. Honey. A Burgess or somebody else who left and said it was for the challenge of the money, and then 12 months they come sniveling back, except one difference. We brought him back and paid him a squeal, and look how that's helped out South right now. Yeah. South's regretting their decision as well, but uh, rugby league's a gift that keeps on giving. Players will come and go, and well, it'll Look just... at Pinavalu. said that two weeks ago. Like well, when all look this at Bernard French. Yeah, well, he's exactly. got a hat-trick on yeah. the weekend. He's not the yeah. same player, but there's always a kid matter. ready exactly. and waiting. Yeah. Uh, they're always coming through. My low light was the Lawton leg break. Uh, well, another one. We had Davis the week before and then Lawton this week. So. He's a hooker half who had to play in centres because you basically got no outside backs left. I thought he was having a pretty good game up until that point and then of all the ways to start your debut, he cracks his lower leg. So. Yeah, no. they reckon it's a similar break to Jarrell Yoye, so hopefully not. Not a good thing, but yeah, never what you want to see on debut. So speedy recovery for him and congratulations to Simon Mentoring. He's 250th. He was awesome in that game. Mm. Uh, very good effort by him, but questions? I just want to have a chat about the ladder. So who would you lock into the finals at the moment? I'd lock I've six teams. I've got three that well, I'd lock in confidently. Yeah, That'd well, be the Sharks, Storm, Sharks Cowboys. Cowboys, Storm. I still think the Broncos only have to win three games, so I've got them in. I've got the Bulldogs in. They're going to keep winning a couple more. They're in. Yeah. And I think the Raiders are in. So Okay, well, in my next breath, I had Dogs, Raiders, Broncos. Yeah. So, realistically, which of these sides? I've, I've ruled out Warriors, the Knights. Panthers. I've ruled out the Knights, the Roosters, the Seagulls, the Rabbits, and the Eels. Yeah, they're all gone. Um, so, it leaves us with two spots between the Warriors, the Panthers, the Dragons, the Titans, and the Tigers. Well, I don't want to see the Tigers or... Uh, I don't think the Titans. I think the Titans are borderline gone just for the fact injuries. that they're roster. Well, I've, I basically did a predictor last night on the ladder because obviously next week is the last podcast man you'll be doing. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do what I think the ladder is going to look like when I get back. My finishing ladder had Penrith and the Warriors at seven and eight. 
at the moment, I'd agree with you with the Warriors. I'm very, very, oh, very skeptical. cautious as well. Look, I, I think the two clear standouts that are shouldn't be in the eight are the Dragons and the Tigers. Well, I was about to say it. The Dragons. I, I think the Tigers are an outside shot, but to me, in the box seat at the moment, Warriors and the Panthers. But see that that loss on the weekend from Penrith opens the door a little bit for the Tigers. But look at this week for the Tigers. They play the Dogs, who are probably their origin affected. But you take Tedesco out of the Tigers, I basically tip against them nine times out of ten. Yeah. So no Farah. No Woods, no Tedesco. I reckon they lose to the Dogs this week. Um, that's yeah, dog, Dogs hard. minus some forwards. But with Graham and T-Rex and playing a bit better and the Morris brothers left behind and their halves, etc., I think they've got enough to get a win. So I think those six teams, Raiders, obviously, they lose Papali, who's out injured anyway, so he's not playing Origin. That's mm-hmm. the only change for them. They get Cowboys minus Morgan and still six Origin players because Gavin Cooper's getting the debut this time. Yeah. So you think they're going to go to 10 with the draw? Um, I'm happy to say those six teams and the Broncos will find a couple of wins to even if they did scrape in they're going to get 12 wins Yeah. Um, so I think those six Penrith and the Warriors I know people we always say this time of the year but with Para moving out of the way the Warriors are in the box so the, the one that's really got the opportunity here and I hope they don't get in is the Dragons they're in the best position but I hope they fall over because they're just terrible I think they've got a couple of wins they probably didn't deserve to get, and I just don't want to watch them. Yeah, and, yeah, me too. and last year, I felt the same way when I watched them play the Bulldogs. People thought that was an exciting game. Well, it was a horrible oh, game. Well, it, probably, it probably was an exciting game in the fact that... It went down to the wire. But in the, the fact that they were rubbish all year, and that was probably as exciting as the Dragons game got. But I wanted them out. I was begging for them to be beaten, even though the Bulldogs weren't much better. But I just I don't want to watch them. I'd rather watch the Penrith or the Warriors crash and burn, just completely trying to roll the dice, than watch the Dragons play. I agree. Um, so that's basically my eight. I, I'd be with you there. Titans, I'm with you just on injuries. And the Tigers, I don't think, can pull enough out of the fire, especially this week's going to be a game that hurts them again because yeah. they're going to have to track five wins. Uh, on the run home against Origin teams. So, yeah. My questions, I basically only had a couple about Bird being left out and why not Gallon and Farrah as well? Why don't we just make the complete cut? But, um, yeah, I found that a little bit weird. I can cop Gallon. That Bird was the only one. I can cop Gallon. I can't cop I can't Farrah. cop Farrah. I can't cop... And I couldn't have cop Bird, but I can cop Gallon. Yeah. That's because the only he was, one. He was the captain of that side. Yeah. Um, I tend to agree with his notion that I don't. There's not really someone kicking the door down in order to take his spot. Well, that's the only one like you that I'm um, getting. But yeah, but Greg Bird, he had a really, really poor game in Origin too. He cost us multiple penalties, stupid offloads. To me, he doesn't stand out at club level. And I know that I think the, the game's gone past Greg Bird. And this is the argument again. They may say, "Oh, who's playing better than Farrah? Farrah's not there next year, so it doesn't matter." Who's playing better than Farrah? Michael Ennis. Yeah, but you know, Pete's is there as well, and I think Pete's played well again on the weekend. And well, the I would have. I would have punted Jennings and I would have played Bird, Jack Bird in the centres and then brought Pete onto the bench well, I love in Pete. order to get him on, into the side. And if you want to talk about, mate, not so much his attack, he's got to work on that, there's no doubt about it, but as far as leading an offensive line, contact and attitude, he's built for us. Well, it's just, there's just a few ways I thought that Daly could have manipulated the side in terms of selections. Yeah, to fit people to in. To fit people in to have and a look at. I'm just going to throw it out there. If they didn't pick Leilua on the fact that the, his club wouldn't let him go, if that's the grudge that they're holding, that's just give yourself a triple again. No, I don't think that's the case. I that, just think they generally didn't pick him. Well, which is stupid again. But they were, they were basically coming out, and the hint was that that may have who, been who the case. Says? It's Jennings and who? Jennings and... I can't even think. That shows you how... Oh, it's Dugan. Okay. Yeah, Dugan. I can, cop, I can cop Dugan. I, I would can have cop dropped, that too. I would, have dropped, uh, I would have dropped Jennings. But Ferguson's still on the side as well. Even that one, to me, is quite Ferguson, surprising. Ferguson would have gone. I would have had Moylan on the wing ahead of Ferguson. 
or I would have been happy to ha- play Dugan on the wing and have Leilura in and the centres. There, there's a multiple, multitude of ways. DJ can play on the wing and he's good in yardage as well. So no, I think the first outside back that I would have slotted in was Leilua, definitely. Mm. Um, and I I would have to have Pete's in the side. I would have moved Bird into the centres instantly and after he didn't go into camp, which is a club decision, not his. They were saying that they've put the pen through. That that's that was his fault. Then I'm like, well, he wasn't in control of that. The club asked. Why is he not in the side in the first place? That's He's bullshit. not a it's, That's rubbish. So if that's their that's attitude, talk. It's... if that was their attitude, though, that's disgraceful. Um, so yeah. Well, if that, if, that, if that proves to be true, then, then Daly and whoever made that decision should be sacked. Exactly. So I'm hoping that's not the case, but maybe it is. But questions <laughs> with, the, with the origin side. Questions from the fans of the podcast. Make uh, sure you answer the right ones this week, brother. Yeah, some have come from few and far, actually. We've had some leading over the weekend in the inbox and on Twitter and whatnot, so yeah. I'll have to backtrack and I'll have to check the inbox. But Mark Hindle, for the podcast, take away the goal kicking. Who would you rather your starting centre, Croker or Watton? I said Croker. I answered him. Yeah. I had a chat with him on Twitter. I said Croker, but you're splitting hairs. Well, Watton, to me, he's got too many brain farts in him. Defensively, when he's in the centres, I think he's better. But you want to talk about the all-round package, I'd probably go Croker. But, yeah, that's... Yeah, he's splitting heads. They're both heads, good players. No different doubt about it. Uh, there's a couple here about origin selections. Just saying, most people obviously not happy with Ferguson and Jennings still being in the side. Andre, our brother from Russia, I love your Mate, I've tipped tips. him into a yeah, I've tipped him into a few. He's he's caught on too that we hammered the Dragons. This is the Dragons' worst performance of the season. Would you agree? Nothing in attack and nothing in offence and errors galore. I don't think it's necessarily their worst performance, but it's the performance that they are exposed. You know, I think they've probably played worse and haven't been exposed. I think they were pretty bad. They were pumped time. against. They were pumped against the Cowboys and the Broncos earlier in the year. Yeah, that was round that. three or four. So. I, I tend to think they were worse performances. Last night, I thought for this point in the season, I think that was pretty bad. Yeah, and maybe maybe in the fact also that I don't really rate Manly, but I thought Manly had been really good the last two weeks. Well, I think so. Manly's finally, like I said, getting some pieces back. A bit Jerry like, Evans, yeah, Lyon, like, but, Walker playing yeah, centre. Like. For me, it's not that. It's not the personnel change. To me, it's their attitude. They're getting off the line hard. They're whacking, and they really exposed the Dragons last night. They were soft, St. George. No, they were very soft. Uh, the bloke Hammer. I don't know about you guys, but Aaron Woods is just not physical enough. Origin, time for him to cut his hair and grow a pair. Well, I said it before. Well, how many weeks have we said that we wouldn't pick him? him? We've said it a hundred times. He's no. good at club, but he's not an origin player. That's our opinion, but... Um, yeah, yeah so, well, similar to Gallon, in, in, in the, like if you pair, compare Woods to Gallon, to me, Gallon's an origin player in the fact that he's got a bit of mongrel in him. He goes he's after got blokes. He wants to compete hard. He's a niggler. To me, Aaron Woods, same sort of numbers. Like, he's a number... Yeah, Cruncher, he, doesn't, he doesn't whack blokes but or he break doesn't, tackles. He doesn't or, intimidate. And no. yeah, I, look, I mean, it's totally superficial. But and he gives away I penalties. I think he should, should get a haircut and clean himself up a little bit. And maybe people won't. Uh, we'll be scared of him. Well, I think I even know. at club, though, he's not carrying himself in the right know, sense. So, and he, no. he always gives away lazy ruck penalties. And he goes at referees right now. I think he's got himself on a bit more of a pedestal than what he should. He is a good player. but He's been he reading his own press a little bit. Could do a lot better if I think if he just pulled his head in a little bit. But... Uh, Captain Seawood, his worst was Penrith and their continuous habit of making me throw shit across the room. Excellent. I like can, it. I can uh, completely relate to that. Good luck. This year. Mm. Randy Festus, how the hell is the Dragons attack so bad? Well, well they a... run one out yeah. in yardage to start with, which gives them no ruck speed. Their kicking game is shit. Their, their halves are unorganised. Battle each other, basically. There's um, no Josh shade. Dugan, to me, looks frustrated as hell. How that was bad. his first game back. How just, bad was the link pass, though? We like... just bitched to the referees all night last can night. Can you believe? Go and watch the replay, and every oh. carry Dugan had in the first half, he turned around and whinged to the well, pocket ref. What did I say again about New South Wales players and the way they carry themselves even at club football? 
before, then you put them all in a group together. He's another one, just like all those ones I said are the leaders that carry themselves like an absolute peanut during the game. Yeah. And you wonder why we get beaten by Queensland. Yeah, I agree. Um, just frustrating, frustrating, frustrating. And our old profits, our mates there. Of course, Mitchell Pearce had a blind eye. 17 dogs plus Brutus, the mascot, Spike and Belmore James. So he thinks he switched on because there was dogs around. Bit of a, oh, bit yeah. of a low blow. Got there. A bit of a backslap. Luke Tomlin's looking forward to a positive Brock this week. Graham in for New South Wales. School holidays and Titans showing effort. Smile, mate. Pull your head in, Luke. Pull your head in. I can never tell if you guys agree on anything. Always sound like you guys are about to punch on. Love it. Ha <laughs> ha. Nah, I think we just both sound like angry. No. I think we just both sound angry in tone, maybe. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe it's a voice thing. I don't think so. I think Luke, mate... Have a backs and a lay down, mate. I think you're sitting there with your glo- I think you're sitting there with your gloves on, hoping we might fight each other. Mm. I don't know. Well, and also, I've got a few more messages again. People still don't know who we are. Oh, that's bad luck. we're going to ping pong quickly again one more bad time. Luck. Ready? No, Here no. we are. Here we are. Ready, Lewis, Brock, Lewis, Brock, Lewis. Now stop. Seriously, people, get it together. If anyone messages me again, well, they're going to they're going to get a good bloody listen to it in the next five weeks. Yeah. If you can't figure out who Lewis uh, who Lewis and Brock are definitively once I'm gone uh, after next week. I'm worried I'll for be it. like the NRL Today guy that sits here and talks to himself. Yo, mate. Good times. I think he's done. I think that podcast is done. Nah, you actually communicate with him. You Which know. one is he? Yeah, we'll talk about it off there. Okay. You're probably listening right now and he's sitting there going, they're under me. Oh, no, the shame. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, well. Nah, good on him. All power to him. He's a battler. Well, wow, we've got a fair bit going on at Facebook for such an early point in time. Rabbitohs' performance, definitely the worst end of the year for the Rabbitohs. Andrew Wales, mate, yeah, 100%. They've been done. done basically since, I don't know, four weeks ago, would have put a pen through Stick off work in them. They're just not showing any effort whatsoever. That's a divided group. There's a lot more problems, as we mentioned a million times, that just, yeah, there's a lot going on. The broom needs to go. I feel bad for Maguire, to be honest. He's in, in, a, in between a rock and a hard place with the playing group. Um, Russell Crowe and everything that happened at the start. Russell Crowe. Russell. <laughs> Fighting around the world. Russell Crowe. David Krillin. Where to here for the Dragons? They seem to be lacking spark and are not drawing in top-line players. They failed to get Curie. Well, the big thing for them, they can't even spend their cap and they've got no third parties. Who would want to go there? No, nah, and then look at their spending anyway. Their big solution to get a ball-playing fullback in a side that didn't change its attacking structure was a bloke by the name of Kurt Mann who, when Melbourne happily let people go, you should be worried. They happily pushed him out and he played centre and he was poor defensively for us. They paid 300k to get Kurt, man. Yeah. What are you thinking? I don't know what they're That's doing. just not smart business. They had a brain fart. Oh, they definitely did. Uh, Daniel Rennie, big fan of the show. Broncos, they're the worst. Is there any coming back from here? There's, oh, yeah, there is, definitely. There's it's, time. It's origin. Yeah, and there's time, mate, for banking wins early. They're on nine, so like we said again. For eight or nine games that are left, they only have to win three. So they've got time to turn things around. Yeah, I think they only need to probably win five. Is top, to four, top four in question? I think it is. Yeah, it uh, is. Definitely. Just because of the Bulldogs and maybe... And I've got a, I've got a sizable bet on Brisbane top four. Well, so got... am I nervous? Yes, I yes, am about top four. And I think basically because <laughs> I've seen Canberra's draw, I know you don't like looking at it, but let me tell you, it's a lot easier than Brisbane's. Yeah, but as um, I say to you, late in the year, you'd rather a hard draw than an easy draw. I'd rather a hard draw. I'm with you. But they've got a lot of things going, a lot of problems going on right now that I hope they do iron out because they should be a premiership threat. But uh, they've got time. They bank wins early. They're just going to have to dig themselves out. Mike Painter, question, which team in the comp has the best bench? I still think that the Cowboys would go close when they've got everybody there. 
especially in the fact that I know it's not their bench, but the fact they can sit down Scott, Tamau and Tamalolo and then unleash them again on you in the second half. Yeah, and I think it proofs in the pudding in the fact that they won the comp last year. Yeah. A lot a lot of that's got down. Bolton and Hannah do, their, do their job. They maintain things nicely. They got Asiata who's a, a good, link, question. good link player. I tell you what, again it's gonna sound biased, it always does when I say it. I think Melbourne Melbourne's this bench year, is becoming when last we had, year, Jesus, it oh, was a bloodbath. It was horrible. Year. When we had Nelson, Kenny uh, Glasby and like you got McLean, all those guys there that was starting to form into a very nice bench. And even Felice does a pretty good job. But uh, a couple of years ago, you just picked the Roosters. They were the one that had the gun bench. They had all the internationals or the up and coming blokes. But I don't know. They're, they're, I think the Sharks, Sharks got a strong bench. They don't lose a lot when their bench players come on. No, they they get a bit out of their bench. So I think you're better off looking probably at the, the ladder. I mean, the ladder. I think Canberra, Canberra's got a pretty good bench, yeah. but you can't trust their side. I think it's a lot more balanced than what it was a couple of years ago. A couple of years ago, there was a couple of standout sides in particular. Well, because everyone's now cotton onto it. You need 17, not 13. Yeah, but in particular a few years ago, that Roosters bench for a couple of years, every time you looked at it when they were healthy, and they were healthy for those three years, they won the minor premierships. That was the best bench in the comp. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Uh, Andrew Wales again. Did you think Gal scored a try? Uh, oh gee, I could be convinced either way. I thought technically they still had a hand on him. Did they have control of the tackle? No. So I could I could have gone both ways on it. Mm. Adam Bain, how long until a player is held up in goal? Is there a set time rule for this? Or no, is it it's when his body stops. Mm. That's supposed to be held up when his momentum has stopped. Um, that's that's theoretically when he's held I, up. I've seen some I don't agree with. I'm, I'm going to go back a long time. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to bring up. Still, that was held. I can't believe held. that wasn't. Yeah, he stopped and then went again. And so I'm, I'm a neutral. Theoretically, it was a double movement in, in combined with held up. Well, I'm a neutral, and it made me angry when I watched that grand final. Oh, yeah, and I was, made me angry. I was 14 for Christ's sake, but that one always sticks out in my head when people ask that question. That's the prime example yeah. of like when was he held. He got oh, the he roll, held, rough held, rumble, those bodies. There like, can't, you can never say time because it's like a tackle. Like if, if I tackle you and you're still moving forward, you can't say that after three seconds you're held because no. you're still moving. I think it's a movement thing. So as soon as you're, someone's under you, your momentum has stopped, you're held. Yeah, 100%. Jay Strasburg, touchies. What are their job in the modern game? They seem to miss a heap of forward passes even if they are in line with the ball. Well... I get confused most weeks as well for that reason. Um, I don't think they tip the ref off enough about things that happen in the ruck. I don't think they call most of the forward passes. And half the time of the line calls run in a clear position. I don't think they make those calls because they're not confident to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Sad, but probably the truth. Nigel Huntley, who was worse, the Parramatta board or Laura Daly? Both. They're Both pretty bad. Suck. I'm, I'm going to go the Parramatta board just because of length of time that they've been so bad. Compared to Laurie, Laurie has been bad. Tell you it was bad. Stuart Ayres yesterday, who said James Mansell. He's had a Dave, Dave, uh, oh no, not Dave. Manly Warringah Seagulls. John Grant moment. Oh, brilliant. Uh, and James Mansell, and he's a Panthers fan. Dave, he's a Penrith boy, oh, Stuart Ayres. Yeah, good one. Come on, mate. You're the sports minister. Fair dinkum. Give yourself a triple. You took my job. Oh, you're, trying to, you're still trying to take my job. And what's the other one I'm trying to think of right now? Dave Smith. Is it Benji? Dave ba- Smith. Was it Benji Barber or yeah, one of them? Benji Barber, and he got Cam Smith wrong name, didn't oh, he? Oh, yeah. Good times. That's why you hate him. Love your work, banker. Love your work. Yeah. Back to the back to the financials. James yeah. Hughes, thoughts on Kevin Durant to the Warriors? Love it. I love it. 
And people are knocking him. How could you? Ten years, he's paid his dues. If he wants to win a ring, go win a ring. Go for it. I'd go win a ring. I, uh, part of me doesn't understand why, if he, if he wants to win a ring, why he didn't go to the Cavs. He could have gone to the Cavs. Oh, I, I think I, he, I'm a Boston fan. I want him to come to Boston. I want him to go to Boston too. Didn't I'm a Boston fan as well, but if you want to win didn't a ring right now, put him in with those two. I think they're going to win it head and shoulders next year. Well, I, I tend to agree. <clears throat> in the fact that they were horrendous this year and they oh, only just lost They couldn't have played seven. any worse in the finals. Draymond got suspended. Curry got injured in the finals, never got back to form. You throw him in there, they'll find it. If- and the Cavs, well, Kyrie and LeBron were standouts, but the rest of their side was pretty They're horrible. Well. And he self-recruits. They're not going to be as good. They're losing parts already. So. They're going to buy D-Wade, apparently. Yeah, well, what, what good's that going to do? He's about he hasn't played good for four years. And he only plays half a season. <laughs> exactly. So... His knees are gone. If they're anything over two dollars next year, I'm going to have a heavy investment. They're a dollar eighty-five already. The well, there you go. So it's not even worth my time. Oh, don't worry. I had a look. Raymond Carlo, Bulldogs top four thoughts. Same question. Raymundo. They're week. in the top four at the moment, Ray. Every week the same question. They've got a good chance right now. Um, if they get a win this week against the Tigers at their Origin players, they're in an even better position. We might so. get Ray on the podcast while while you're away. You can do whatever you want. You go for go. Big Ray. It'll be ten minutes that no one will ever forget. Good times. Keith Sheldon. You are recruiting for a new club and you can choose between French, Mitchell and Trebojevic for your fullback. Who do you pick and why? Trebojevic. Trebojevic. Easy. Latrell Mitchell has a few errors and things he needs to iron out in, in efforts. Uh, he's the youngest. Mind you, I wouldn't be upset with any of them. No, nah, neither would I. I think French is probably a little bit nimble for my liking. A bit too small. I think he works on the wing for now and can turn into a fullback. But physically, skill set wise, the fact he's got the pass as well, I think Trebojevic is the one I definitely want. Yeah. So, that's me. Jay Schroeder. Is it this time of year we all fall in love with the Warriors when they start winning again? Yes, it yeah. is. And I'm just... <laughs> Are you laughing at the uh, next question? That's brilliant. Yeah, oh, same. I just oh, I had a giggle about Joe it. Joe Schroeder, love your work. Also, Cousin Gary, how about them nights? Yeah, how about them nights? There's even fans out there who they, will get uh, into Cousin Gary. They, they tried their hardest to win. Hashtag. They just, they're also trying their hashtag, hardest to lose. Sorry, Gary. Can they still make the eight? <laughs> how many losses have they had? 12? Mate, they've won one game. There's okay. like eight left. So we're, we're ruling them out? Yeah. I think Cousin Gary switched off, but love your work, Dre Schroeder. Someone's paid attention to the Cousin he Gary. Did, he did say to me that they'd finish ahead of the Titans as well. Well, he also put seven... They were a clear top eight. He side. also put seven origin players into the New South Wales yeah, team. Yeah, Jared Mullen well. was going to play. Kerry Patterson was in every year when we first know. started the show. Anyway, I didn't think he was there anymore, and he was still saying Kerry Patterson should have been in there. Yeah, Matt Gidley. He, he'd, have the, he'd have the Rostog in. He would. He'd have him over Fergo. 100% he would. <laughs> Actually, you want to all go there. He's playing better than Fergo. He is. That's what I'm saying. Uh, cousin ha- Gary. Happy days, Cousin Gary. Good work, Joe Schroeder. Andrew Pointer, do you think something more serious is going on at Red Hill? The rat story from earlier this year potentially starting to take its time. Yeah, maybe. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't... Well, the timing's a little bit... Well, the, the, you, know, little you know the one that question. stands out more for me is Milford. I know he's form kind of dipped suddenly. He wasn't happy they reckon when Wayne Bennett basically slammed the fact he wanted to play for Samoa. So I don't know if that stepped on his toes, but I, I'm not reading too much. You can't tell yet. me that the players want to lose. No, hell no. That's you know what I mean? Like, so I, I think the players are trying hard. It's origin period. I think it'll turn. Their mind um, is elsewhere and Bennett nailed it. He said it started at the Sharks game when they were all worried about the Australian um, selections. You take Brisbane back to the, their form in the first eight to nine rounds and they're a top four side. The next Good. one. This is uh, quite an interesting one. Yeah. Shermahorn Villa Villa Lobos breaker will foreign beat the Eels next season. Your I guess is as good as mine. I, I kind of had the hint when the breach notice happened that maybe you know that might have been a quick little way. What to a push. crock of shit the breach notice is. 
Yeah. They've, they've breached notice for him, but they haven't breached notice Rudd Radra. Oh, it's ridiculous. What an absolute well, that's get that, that shows you how big I got of a the feeling that they may have been trying is. to start the divorce process oh. by sinking that in and maybe going, well, if you leave right now, this was a mistake. Yeah, let's let's uh, you oh. know, throw foreign under the bus. I'm with you. I'm with you. Wow. But and strip him of the captaincy. They're not that smart. They could have done all that internally. Yeah, it was just dumb even afterwards. Oh, just dumb, they had all right? the players in front of the camera and they all said the same thing. Well, he's injured for Well, he's on Fiji time. No, but he's injured. Oh, that's real no, not that. The foreign thing. They go, he's injured for the year, so he he's can't be playing. He can't be captain, can yeah. he? And I was like, well... What a you still didn't really need to... Didn't have to say it. Could have said nothing. Could have said absolutely nothing. Behind closed doors, Bo Scott, you're our on-field captain for the rest of the They're year. They're not that Done. smart. They're not that smart. Well, it's just, yeah. I, 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 I struggle... To see how someone could be that stupid without actually trying to be that stupid. They are. They really are. Mm. Arthur Mazumian. Sorry if I've mispronounced. Uh, mis- well, you didn't didn't apologise to Schumacher. Schumacher. Well, that's a massive name, and I think okay. it's supposed to be like a team or something else. I don't know. Yeah. There's a fair bit going on there, but Arthur. He's got the Panthers seem to constantly be in a real building phase. Will they ever be a consistent finals team? We've won one finals game in the last eleven seasons. Yeah, but for eight eight of those years, they were, they were horrible. A basket case. Scraps. They're going all right. No they're money. Up. No juniors. Twenties are up the top. Cup's going okay. Um, they're just trying to usher in these juniors. It's going to take time. Well, I think the big thing... I, I think to put a number on it, and Gus did put a number on it, I think that's the only reason that people are getting a little bit impatient in the fact that this is... Is this a fifth year? Well, I think, I think people are missing year. the point. They bought veteran halves to try and steer a younger group that overachieved a little bit early in mm. the first crop. And now they're at the point where those guys aren't going to be there for long enough. And Seguiara basically blew up his own career on his own. So the spine's the big thing that got torn apart. Mm. Cleary's definitely one of the answers. They've got to find out whether it's Martin or Tyrone May who play. Oh, I like Tyrone May to play six, but that spine has to be fixed now. Mm-hmm. And who's going to be the nine going forward? Does Wallace get it for another year or two? Does Katoa come in? Does Charrington come what they've talked about? Once that gets stabilised, Merrin, these forwards, Fisher-Harris, all these guys, I think that's all good. I think the back line's all good. The spine needs to be sorted out. Yeah, they've got plenty of options. And then defensive toughness is the big thing for me. They love throwing the football around, but some of the lapses in effort, especially on the weekend and during the year... what Hardacre showed in that game on the weekend, I'd almost throw him to one, throw Moylan to six, play Cleary at um, seven, and go from there. Well, Cartwright definitely needs to wake wake up a little bit. He he was terrible on the weekend. That's just my opinion, but yeah. He's not a six. No, he's not a six. He wasn't the juniors, but not in the NRL standard. No way. Brad O'Kane, Roosters haven't had much luck with injury and suspension this year, but barring sides that have been stripped points, are they the strongest squad of players you have seen in Mr. Top 8? No. If you put everyone on the field... Parramatta for a few years uh, were premiership favourites and didn't make that. When? Probably going back to... Uh, 07, 08, somewhere around there. I think this is a pretty... It is a pretty strong side to miss the eight. If you put Cordner in... Uh, there was a year there when Parramatta... It might have even been even 2010. Parramatta, they fought it out for the spoon. They were premiership favourites that year. They played in the grand final in 09. Yeah. 2010, they signed like Justin Poor and all these guys and they were premiership favourites and they didn't make the eight. So, look, I, yeah... I honestly, well, think, actually... I honestly think this side's stronger, but again, starting the year without Pierce and then yeah, or basically all the other three members of your spine, mm. um, yeah, they're a pretty strong side to miss the eight. And there's a couple other guys here chipping in their opinions. Um, yeah, and Jennings moved on. There was a few late changes, but it's a pretty strong side to miss the eight. Uh, Daniel Ryan, question, what's your vision uh, for the future of the NRL? I see less teams rather than expansion as there are too many poor teams, especially his Dragons included, he says, and poor games, and his low was the Dragons. Oh, so what's the question? What's your vision for the future? Do you think there'll be expansion? Do you think there'll no, be less teams? Expand. Do you think... It'll expand. 
Definitely. Because there's going to be more players coming through. Our population is growing, more players, more juniors, more money, mm. hopefully economic growth. Well, under hopefully. under what Daniel's written for anyone that is interested, if you look at the Fast Five questions, Cameron Patmore, he's got his own radical and major overhaul. It's a two-tier system, 12 clubs in first. Yeah, I don't, mind the I don't mind the two-tier for the fact that everyone can play everyone in each tier and you can shorten the season. I like that part of it. Yeah. But at the moment, we're handcuffed to the TV deal, which says that we need 24 games each team. So while ever that happens, it's impossible. And Cameron, we haven't ignored your champion. I saw that you posted uh, you know, your system in there, the pros and cons and whatnot, but just been a little bit busy, so I'll have a read of that during the week and get back to you at some point. But... Uh, I don't mind the idea, that's for sure. You did ignore him. Nah, there's two of us, mate. <laughs> this is a team effort here. All right. We're a team. Me I and can't, you. I can't read. You're a liar. You're a teacher. What future do those children have, you yeah, sad I'm, sod? I'm a PE teacher, mate. No, that's a lie. I'm Daniel Friend has given Gal a send-off. Stop Cartwright from debuting. Gal out. Bench prop to start. Carter to the bench. No, we could punt Clemmy. You could punt Woods. You could punt a whole heap of them that I... Jennings, Ferguson. Mix up the side and... Get him in there. Because if you, if you don't have Bird on the bench, you move him in, you could uh, play Cartwright ahead of Pete's. But, look, I, I don't think Cartwright really nailed his spot on the weekend. I think he, if he was in there or had his foot in the door, he fumbled on the weekend. Mm. He was awful. And I've come up with a nickname I said to you blokes the other way. To me now, he's the poker machine. High mm. risk, low reward most of the time. Yeah. Um, for the amount of offloads and brilliant little things you isolate. The week before... He set three up. He let two in, mm. and on the weekend he let a couple in. And he wasn't—it it wasn't even fatigue. He plays eighty minutes, twenty minutes in. He's made a lazy mental effort. He didn't yeah. want to make the tackle, um, and you can't do that in Origin. So I really want him to step his game up, but he's hurt himself the last few times he's had the opportunity. Tom Lacey, I'm not a league player, so not sure how it is done. Following on from the Raiders versus Knights, where one team let a lead slip and another came back swinging. How do coaches? Uh, coach mental toughness. All the commentators talk about it, but what techniques do coaches use to get their players in the right headspace? You can't coach it. Everyone's built differently. Theoretically, you can't coach nah, it. Everyone's put together differently. Some people respond to criticism. Some people don't. Some people need a pat on the back. Uh, you have to manage the group. Well, mental toughness is built at training in tough situations. Mm. Um, but the way you manage actual people or coach people, you know, yourself, everyone's unique in different circumstances, whether the way they're just are they it takes as into, a personality? It takes into a hundred different factors mm. on how you deal personality, with personality, character, upbringing. There's a lot of yeah, things but also that the you fact that it, you know if you're talking about the sides, you know, let a lead slip. Is it the first time they've done it? Is it multiple weeks in a row? Well, there is, is there a reason for it? Is you know, there's Nathan. If you're Brown. talking about the Raiders Knights game, I mean, Nathan Brown, you, you can excuse them for shitting the bed because they haven't won a game in nine weeks. They're I mean, for them Wales, to even compete is, is an achievement. Let's put it this way. He knows they're a New South Wales Cup team. Their average age is like 22. Yeah. There's 10 players with less than 10 games. They've debuted as squealing guys, and their older guys aren't playing that And much. if you're talking to me about coaching approach, like if I'm Ricky Stewart, I'm tearing shreds off camera. Oh, 100%. I know I'm happy with they should have game, but uh, to me, it looks like Ricky Stewart's a very result-based coach. I'd be interested you know, to speak to the Canberra players or someone internal at Canberra to see whether he did rip them a new one after the game. But he seemed like it was all forgotten in the fact that they won. And to me, it's going to come and bite Canberra on the ass later on in the year if they keep ignoring these bad habits they've got. Yeah, well, and they've certainly got some bad habits. But uh, for the time being, that looks like all your questions. So any more that get posted up in between now and the end of the show, we'll uh, do them at the end. But reviews of the games from the weekend, the Roosters and the Dogs starting things off 24-20. The Roosters got out to a lead early on. Um, and like you said, this is one of the games where a fight back or you know an early lead got let go. 
12 all, and in the second half, you kind of felt that they were still in the hunt. Mitchell Pierce. It should have been a bigger lead. Yeah, well, it definitely should have been a bigger lead. The, like the two, you can tell how bad Tupo's been. Like that drop ball, Cole going over line, just little things like that. The forward pass by Kennedy out the end when they had some sort of a sniff, but um, the dogs, they found a way to win. You can't knock that. There was a gritty effort. Morris, five tries now, two weeks in return. Rona looks good in the centres. Ford Pack did their job. Yeah, they were composed, the Bulldogs, but for me, I'm still not convinced. I think it was more the Roosters shot the bet in this one than the dogs. Winning it, but I mean the dogs had to come and win it. So I was impressed with the fact that yeah, they came back. They got the job deficit. done, um, but there's still some glaring holes for me in the Bulldogs. Yeah, Clamor was pretty good as well, and uh, Mitchell Pearce was definitely very, very good on return. But Roosters just run the easy, like we said. They had all the luck, three minor premierships, bugger all injuries, no changes this year. They've had injuries, squad changes, had to blood some kids. It hasn't been a great year, but. Uh, you can't have it your way. Winning winning habits, building at, the, at Canterbury, right? mm. which is good. No doubt about that. And they're kind of finding a bit of a style now and getting a bit looser, which I'm happy about. Mm. They're actually half decent to watch at the moment. So the Roosters next week, they play the Eels, uh, Origin Affected, obviously. And the Dogs, Origin Affected, play the Tigers. So a couple out there, but I think Tedesco being out for the Tigers is massive. So mm-hmm. uh, I think the Doggies might bank another win there. Storm 48-6 over the Broncos. Absolute dominance. They absorbed for the first 10 to 15 minutes, and then they just destroyed them. Yeah, they did. Um, the Ford Pack did the job again. Yeah, there were some injuries. I know when Corey Oates went off, they started kicking a funny, which is just basic tactics. But why do you put Nicarima on that wing? That's just dumb. You should have pushed the centre out there or somebody else to mark well, up on him. Boyd out there at one stage. Well, they had Milford. I don't, yeah. I don't really think... No, Milford was out there bludging on that kick. I, to me, Brisbane look out of gas. They look like they need a week off. Melbourne, they're playing great footy. I just, I'm waiting for Melbourne's dip. Hopefully, it'll come after Origin. But you know, Cronk and Smith were saying after the game that Bellamy gave him pretty much the whole week off. They've had the whole week off before the last two. And he said that they're basically going to get a rest coming up. And all those guys that have been injured now will get a bit of a rest. So there's going to be a dip. We will dip, but we've won enough games. We've done the hard work. So top four. It'll just be Bellamy would be concerned. Finishing top two. I was a home They have, they yeah. have to. Want them the them and Cronulla have to finish up there. And at the moment, that looks a, a, a good thing. Um, I think we're more likely than Cronulla, though, to be honest, to go away. Well, I think you both We home. can win at some court and we can win at... Uh, no, yeah, but I, I don't, you, don't want to, you don't even want to test that. I don't want to fit all the Cowboys, no. though. I think they've got enough petrol well, and Britain. depth. You don't, want, I don't, you don't want to go to either of them. I don't you think Brisbane's got the depth the Cowboys do, though. So they're the one I don't want to get near us. Don't care. You want to be at home. Yeah, regardless of who you're playing. I, I, you know, you certainly don't want to play Canberra in Canberra if you're in the top four. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Well, you want to play them at home. Mm. So it's a no-brainer to me. Melbourne and Cronulla are two of the hardest places to go and win. You want, it, you want a home semi. Well, the big thing about this, and we were saying on the night we were watching it, they had as much ball and we were inside our half a lot more. We just did more with the football. Melbourne did a heap more with the football. Yeah. More line breaks, generated more offloads. Cooper Cronk was absolutely outstanding when he got his hat-trick. Brisbane are just bad at football at the moment. Bromwich. They're very bad at football. Uh, the other thing was try saves. Melbourne saved four tries and absorbed a lot. Of, there was a poor read on the Roberts team, but 48 points and defending very well. Great game by them. Uh, Gillette went off. Oates went off. And Nick Arima. Did you see the last play of the game in the video? He popped dislocation and went mm. back in. I didn't even realise that, Lord. 
I noticed it. I didn't think the it went It did. I watched the yeah, but short I, video. I thought he might have... Um, I'll show it to you later on here. Literally, yeah. the trainer goes, yeah, you see it goes. So, Excellent. Uh, 80th minute, that's a nice way to finish the night. Bad times for the Broncos, but they've got the bye, and Melbourne most definitely needed as well. They've got a couple of injuries over the last few weeks, so they get the week off. Uh, good times for them. New Zealand, 27-18 over the Titans. I thought the Titans were tough again. Yeah, they were um, good. Losing Taylor they late, lost. Zilman not playing, putting a young bloke in on debut, playing a position he doesn't play. Tough circumstances, and Simpkins was out for most of the game as well with a head knock, so he had 15 players. But the Warriors, it was nice and tight there. But Johnson, just that one moment of brilliance, kind of blew things open, then Bodine got a nice line at the end. Bit of a poor read to the middle, and that, that shut things down. But um, I, I'm still kind of been impressed. I know it is during the origin period, but I, I think they've slowly found their feet a little bit, the Warriors. Johnson's been playing with that bad quad. Luke's found a bit of confidence. I think a couple of guys that were playing bad at the start of the year have kind of turned their attitude, so I hope they carry it on. But it's after this origin period we're really going to be able to tell. Yeah, speak to me in a month. Mm. Simon Mattering, though. Yeah, it's a, again, it's a game they needed to win, they did. I'm going to say it again. He deserves full plaudits for his career so far up until this point. Mm. He's another one of these guys like Corey Parker that couldn't carry himself in any better fashion. He's done absolutely everything for New Zealand, and in particular the Warriors, yeah. um, every time he puts a jersey on. So... He didn't want to be captain this year. He handed that off to Hoffman. He didn't want big portraits on the weekend. Hoffman got a virus. They made him captain. He didn't want to borrow it, but he just went out there and did his job as he always does. So yeah. Congratulations, Simon Mentoring, and uh, hopefully he makes the 300 club. But Peach was good as well, I thought. Um, and Cullen, yeah. pretty good when he got a run. Fussy yeah. Tua is the one who's really impressed me to do this little run. And Marmolo definitely showing that he deserves to play first grade. So Warriors, they have the bye as well. Titans, they definitely need a week off to lick their wounds. A couple of injuries there, hard times for them. Tigers Panthers 34 26 Penrith. What's doing? Just complete shutdown and terrible edge defense and attitude after leading 14 12. They conceded 32 points straight. Yeah, they they bombed a thousand tries, Penrith. This to me was a bit of a yeah, middle of the eight sort of game. Uh, middle of the uh, middle of the pack, not middle of the eight. Uh, one of these teams might make the eight. I expect they were just so unconvincing. Yeah, well, me too. But And then they step up. They'll play a good side and step up against a good side, but struggle with these middle-of-the-pack teams, I guess. So um, it's it's a game they might come to root or regret at the end of the year, that's for sure. It, and even towards the end there, I thought, even with 20 to go, I thought, oh, they might come back and win here. And they bombed a couple of chances, and the Tigers went down and scored one and put them, put them out of it. But what did they get beat by in the end? Four, wasn't it? Four Eight. points? Eight. And they Eight got points. garbage tries at the end, which I don't I know they did, but they, they, those tries were there to be taken 20 minutes before that, and that's my point. I think it was lost. This game was lost, obviously, as you said, in the fact that they, I think they led 14-2. Um, and conceded then they, 32 points. Yeah, and then they conceded 32 points. But And then once they they did that, they did settle, but they just the, the last pass on four or five occasions yeah. just didn't stick. And There's they a lot of execute. passes that didn't need to get thrown. Like Cartwright had the ball loose on that right edge of that one that he threw forward. I'm talking about, I'm talking about in, in good ball on the Tigers' line. I Go get back the and good watch ball. the game, and there was I did. at least five or five to six tries the, bombed. There was general play passes and offloads that just didn't need to happen. And he, yeah, he's basically, to me, he's in Mateo mode right now. He's well, I was, I was watching mode. it with a good mate of ours. Um, and I was saying to him, you know, it was a bit with about half an hour to go. I said, you know the Tigers are going to have a shit period of 10 minutes where they're going to they're gonna play get dumb Tigers football. And they did, but Penrith just couldn't capitalise on it. That's, that was the difference in the game. The Tigers, every time they got a chance, they you know, took advantage of it, where Penrith didn't. And I, I think, theoretically, you know, I don't know whether Penrith are that much better than the Tigers at the moment. Yeah, well, I would think it's just sad that the 18-year-old... Who's Penrith's clear superstar? 
clear superstar. They've got plenty of young talent. I think Merrin... Who's their clear standout leader of the pack every week superstar? You're talking about game Fords breaker. or just people Just a game-breaker. They don't really have one. No. Not and Tigers people, Tedesco. People seem to put Moylan up on that pedestal. No, he's not. I think that's an absolute joke. He's not. He ran sideways in this game. And well, the fact ordered. that he gets compared to Darren Lockyer to me, and we probably don't talk about it a whole lot, is an insult. Mm. He's not even close to Darren Lockyer. And if you're willing to mention him that same breath, you should smash your head on the table. Yeah. Not um, And as I said, yeah. He might, I don't he think he'll well, even get close. Yeah. Well, you, you, might, you won't well, ever be able to compare those crews. To me, it's stupid to even compare. talking about a dude who was a late bloomer who got an opportunity after changing positions compared to a guy who was playing internationals when he was 20, 21 yeah. and transitioned late in his career and was dominant the whole time. Yeah. I don't well, know. Well, Lockyer is similar to Parker in the fact that he got better as his career went on. Yeah, or I think I think Lockyer went out playing his best footy. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I thought Merrin was good. Mansour can definitely hold his head high. Yeah. He had a massive game. On the other side, Tedesco's standout. Suasso, Sue, very underrated for them. Arva off the bench and they're outside back so they got a little help out of Noff, Simona, etc. So, good win for the Tigers. They play the Dogs this week. Origin affected. And Panthers play Cronulla. They only have, obviously, Mansour now, so that worked out pretty well, and Cronulla lost an extra player with Wade Greenbend in, so good opportunity to break that streak for poor old Cronulla. Um, not ending on their own terms, but who knows, they might be able to grind something out. Speaking of Cronulla, 12 wins in a row, 34-24 over Parramatta, 18 zip down. I wasn't too worried, to be honest, because I thought they were pushing. They were playing quite well. They were just forcing the pass a little bit like I thought Penrith were, and things weren't sticking. Uh, they were rolling quite well, but an intercept, a soft crash over from a poor read, errors and they were just a little bit shell-shocked but later on they were composed they found points quite easy and it was the same deal again 28 points to find their way back to the front Mm. later on I've got to be honest I thought Cronulla got the rub of the green in this game big time from the refs Um, Parramatta I thought got a few stiff ones but again the second half they were their own worst enemy Parramatta they you know their defence their contact and um, the way that they controlled Cronulla was poor They, they just couldn't make yards and what's killing Parramatta at the moment is the fact they've only got one kicker Corey Norman's under immense pressure yeah um, you can put all your eggs in one basket and just go after him and also if you watch Parramatta really closely the amount of times that Corey Norman gets tackled on play four is ridiculous someone needs to put a stop to that straight away because as soon as that happens you've got Kenny Edwards kicking the ball mm. that, and that they, is the they problem they couldn't get over there he's really their only focal point they, well, they in attack pin, as well they couldn't pin um, Cronulla and place any uh, nah. Field position pressure but on You've them hit the nail on the head. They don't have any creativity out of nine with DeGoy. See straight up and down. Ed, Edwards is solid, but he's not a ball player, and they don't have a ball playing fullback in Gordon. So no. everything is literally just looking like Norman is. Yeah. You can put extra numbers on him. You can pressure the kicks. Yeah. It's all on him right now. Um, I thought despite that, he still didn't play too bad. He Norman. set up a couple of tries. Norman. Yeah. Norman was outstanding. But he is literally mass, carrying all pressure. creative pressure right now on yeah. himself. So I thought Isaac DeGoy, so I loved his game. He's angry. I he always love to And you know what? Jason McCoy is a very underrated player. I 100%. He had a great so is Tagger. Tagger's been great the last so couple of years. Very good. How many times have we said on the show no, the last couple of years? Just, Yardage stood out more for me. Yardage was playing. Was he playing opposite Radrabra? I yeah. don't think he was. Oh, I don't know what, but I would say it all the time. The most important asset in the NRL to be a winger, they're talking about the finishing, is yardage work. To me, the, t- he the is a two tough wingers bastard. were French and Fecky. But he's just an animal in yardage. Yeah. He doesn't care. He will carry the football. He's error-free he's nine angry. times out of ten. He does his job, but number one, yardage work. Yeah. That's why when people like this Joe Burgess come out, people are talking about, he didn't do yardage work in the Super League. How's he going to do it? I don't no. care how fast you can run the 100 in. You're not getting that kind of open space over here. No. Everything starts coming out of your own 20, and Fecky is massively underrated. I'll tell you one thing we forgot to mention in the Penrith game. I thought Hardacre went really good. 
uh, for his first game. I was kind of up and down. I didn't think he was too bad. I thought he got introduced too late, to be honest. thought he should have been on Me early. too, but I thought he went really good. And, yeah, that was so. one the big read out of that. Uh, Bevan French, the hat-trick, good That's on him. Yeah. Made his impact. Felt after being injured since the nines, like you said, about Radrara. Very disappointing, the way he's carrying himself in this situation. Just get rid of him, honestly. Offload him, but good on you, Cronulla. They played Penrith this week. Origin affected. Eels and Roosters. See, to me, it's bullshit that Cronulla's record... It's going to go. 12 in a row has got to come up against Penrith when they lose all their superstars. It's yeah. rubbish. It hurts. It's not really fair, but, uh, yeah, that's the way it unfortunately is. And it's Eels, a free roll for Penrith. It is a free roll for Penrith. Let's try and get it. Eels play the Roosters. Jennings, the only one missing uh, for them there. The Roosters, Guerra, Ferguson. Getting Pierce back definitely helps, so... Couple missing for them, but see how they go. Canberra twenty nine twenty five over Newcastle. Newcastle definitely turned up to play twenty two zip. They were ripping in fairly early on. Had some penalties and a couple of bounces of the ball. Everything was kind of going their way. They'll feel the momentum, but I think it was more the Cowboys were. Um, the Canberra, sorry, the, Canberra the bad. Were bad you can't. You had that Newcastle same feeling though that basically I had at half time when Austin scored. You're like, this has been coming and it's just going to flip. They're going to flash them somehow. Uh, when they got that late, hard not to. No, hundred percent. When they got the late field goal, though, even to square things up, take it to golden point. I was just. I thought look, the whole me, time. I thought, I thought the knife was going to get stuck in at some point. I thought Newcastle deserved to win. I did too, but even the way it finished, I just felt the knife was coming the whole time. The bounce of the ball, same, yeah. Rapana scoring, like the field goal hurts. What, that about, what about the poor bloke had a hundred k on um, Canberra at a dollar six, and then he cashed out to get sixty grand with about twenty to go. Silly, poor bastard. He lost for week. That's what you deserve. Should have let you, deserve. you should have backed him in against a side like that. The poor dollar oh six, so he's put a hundred grand on to win six. Stupid, ridiculous behavior. That's what you get for just betting on stupid things like that. If you wanted wow. to have bank interest, you should have backed the storm at two dollars thirty. You would have made a squeal. Mm. Get that when you calculate and figure that one out. I'm no mathematician. k. How much did you say you put on? Hundred on. Good times. Two hundred thirty k. Good times. That was a great bet this week. Just quietly, mm. um, Ross. Good again. Matty Utea, I thought even though he had to move in, played pretty well. He's been good this year in general, but same old story. The poor bastards, they can't catch a break. It's that tough period, and they're just going to have to keep digging in and dealing with it. Yeah, they're going to win a game before the end of the year. The people saying they won't, I think, are on drugs. Nah, it's, there's going to be one coming like game. that. One of those they will eke out, but uh, the talk during the week, they've got three main targets. They want Greg Bird to come down as a veteran. I'd be happy to see him go. They were scoping Luke Lewis, but I think he wants two years if he's going to go there, not one, and maybe money's a problem. And they're putting a lot of eggs in their basket to try and get Valentine Holmes, which I don't think he'd want to go there. No, um, I also don't but think... to get him to play fullback, and that's basically what they're dangling in front. They're going to have to pay overs. Mm. So, And the talk is that the Dragons are interested in Hodkinson, and Nathan Brown obviously didn't pick him. He was signed by the Knights before he got there. I'd be happy to offload Hodkinson if I was Nathan Brown. Yeah, me too. For the contract he got, 600k. Bring the kids in. It's another year of suffering, but I'll tell you what, you want to free up all that cash, uh, that's a good way to be going about it. You could have a massive empty strike, get five or six players in next year. What could they go after someone like Blake Green? You could, if you really wanted to. But I mean, next year, if you had all that finally freed up, yeah, um, but I think you get green for half of what, you, what you're paying Hodkinson. Well, Manly's right? apparently offered 350 and that's where he's going. So. Well, that's what I'm saying. How much is Hodkinson getting there? Six. Okay. Well, there you go. You give him four. I'd give him four. I'd, I'd want Mullen gone as well. I'd really put the pen through all. Well, how many times has Mullen played in the last couple of years? God, he's no. never on the field. And he's never deserved the money he's got anyway. No, I tend but to agree. you're going to get rid of Mick Manus, Snowden, Uate's looking on the out. If they get rid of all these guys, they've got six guys tied up more than half their salary cap. Uate, something you know what they need to do? They need to kind of do what Canberra did, but it fell over. They had the young core they were building. 
next year, if there was five or six guys he was interested in, you freed that money up. You kind of get them all in at the same time. Some guys are represented by the same person, and you pitch it to a few of them together. This is what we want mm. to build around, and they might have to pay a little bit more, but um, you need to free that money up first. Yeah. And like I said, it's, it's, this is not a short-term process, but he's done a pretty good job in a short amount of time, I think, flipping and getting rid of some blokes he doesn't want there. Oh, I think he has So well. if Hodkinson is one of those, he might be gone skis. But poor Newcastle, we said it the other week, they get the buy this week, get to go have a beer, enjoy each other's company after it's been a tough year. Mm. Poor bastards. But I'm with you, they will win again. Canberra, they get the Cowboys. Lucky for them. No Morgan because he's injured and six players still missing because Gavin Cooper's been included this time. Yeah. So they miss Papali for Origin, who's now injured and not even playing, which is why Cooper's out on the flip side. So this is a lobby for Canberra. These are usually ones they stuff up. Let's see what they do. They should knock this out of the park, but they've almost, they played Newcastle and Golden Point twice this year. Let's yep. remember that. I was, yeah, like if they lose that game, they would have got one from four points against Newcastle. Oh, ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Cowboys, speaking of them, 20-0 over South. I don't want to go too much in this one. I didn't think it was a great game. It was bad from the kickoff and they dropped that ball. They got dominated. I think the score should have been more. I backed the Cowboys to win by 30-plus yeah. at $8, and I it was should have pretty, been pretty angry that they didn't get there. They had a few yeah. things that didn't stick or get there, but they were in control oh, they, the whole time. They had the field position the whole game. You know, the biggest thing I took out of this, I had the volume up because some of the physical contact I heard and the hurt that the Cowboys put on them was immense. Hmm. Um, Tamalolo, Tamau, Scott in particular, those three, brilliant. Ethan Lowe, great. JT's little dummy-dummy at the start was nice to see him crash over. I thought JT was standout in oh, this game. He was, was brilliant. Unbelievable. The word dominant, like I said, the score made it reflect. If you watched that game, you never felt that South had a chance. No. The Cowboys just put the thumb on their forehead immediately and just bullied them for 80 minutes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Scoreline, I'm with you. I feel bad for you, to be honest, because that, to me, we had the feeling of a 40-point game or 50 points yeah. if a few passes stuck and things completely unleashed. But... Um, Cowboys looking good, affected, played Canberra. That's probably going to be a loss, but again, they've done the work early on to put themselves in a good position, so good on them. South have the buyer, and they definitely need it. And the last game of the round doesn't need a whole lot of mention. 36-6, Manly over the Dragons, one-way traffic, 15 offloads in the first half, second and third efforts defensively. They were carved up, and with the ball, not only are they awful in attack with what they do as a team or how they're playing and they're half working against each other in the one-out carries, but they couldn't hold the bloody football anyway. Yeah, so, they, were, they were terrible. I said it in my fast five. They yeah. they couldn't get out of their own way. They couldn't get out of their own end. Well, the small so, little small little shifts and a bit more stability. Having Walker out in the centres, I thought he was pretty good. Lyon always should have been in the halves at the start of the year, saying he slowed down a bit with DC, who was solid again. And um, the Trebojevic's were outstanding as a pair. Stewart definitely looks to be on the outer, whether he's injured or he is making that move. Tom and Jake were outstanding. Jamie Bureau, finally good to see him healthy. Good football player. Yeah, really underrated. I've always liked Bureau, but the last few years you've never seen him. Had ACL, shoulder injury, fractured eye socket, and just shows you again he's not the biggest bloke in the world. But when he's on the field and he's healthy, can play some football. And the Dragons, the only upside I could really give is Josh Dugan's individual effort. He did carry on, like we said. He always seems to. I think that's something he definitely needs to get rid of. Yeah, because it's very poor to watch him carry on like that because he's such a good player. But the Dragons as a whole, they were, they were awful. Um, I don't know. Yeah, mainly were good. They were physical. They, I think they flowed on from uh, their performance last week. And, um, you know, if they keep that up, they're going to win a lot more games than they lose. But I think the season's probably passed them by. They're going to have to almost not lose a game until the end of the year. So, uh, yeah, tough, tough times ahead for Manly. But, I, you know, I see them improving. 
Dragons, yeah. so I don't know where they go from that. Well, I don't want them in the final, so I hope they fall apart. But Me yeah, too. Manly left their run too late. They've had too many just been a hard year, but I think they can get a couple of wins and finish the year off with a positive note. They've got the bye. Dragons have got the bye. Uh, for now, that's our Fast Five fan questions, reviews of the games. We'll do any more questions that come up uh, at the end. We'll be joined by Mr. Gossip next and give you all the odds brought to you by William Hill. Dot com, but Kaisenbrock, you had a, a session last night? Yeah, I've only got uh, two weeks to go. So, oh, we've got three weeks to go, but two more on field. We're doing a double next week because of school holidays, obviously. Yep. Um, and then we've got a, a bit of a welfare night at the end. Yep. So, that'll be good. So, one of our partners. They're, they're looking at uh, releasing some summer programs and uh, some more different types of stuff in the next couple of months so keep your eyes peeled and rugby league coaching menu another one of the partners this show yeah nothing at the moment but um, I gather that I'll be flicking an article through either for uh, probably the August edition I'd imagine yep well like you said thank you Kaizen Sports and thank you rugby league coaching menu good partners of the show Kaizen Sports is devoted towards bridging the gap between amateur and elite sport we are on a mission to provide all athletes the opportunity to experience high-performance training, resources, and support that only elite athletes receive. Our business services include performance academies, functional movement screenings, team building, and leadership workshops and pre-season camps. The Kaizen Rugby League Summer Academy is coming soon, so check them out on Facebook at Kaizen Sports Performance to keep up to date with all activity. K-A-I-Z-E-N, kaizensports.com.au or on Facebook, like I said, at the top there. K-A-I-Z-E-N, Kaizen Sports and Rugby League Coaching Manual. As a rugby league coach, you have many different jobs. Some include being a mentor, a teacher, a leader, a counsellor, and a drill sergeant. One of the most important roles as a coach is getting the best out of your players. If you're there to get the best out of your players, who is there to get the best out of you as a coach? Well, let me tell you, it's Rugby League Coaching Manual. They've been providing educational material through their flagship publication, Coach Talk, DVDs and Drill Books, since 1993. All this material is now available online through your very own RLCM membership, which gives you access to hundreds of articles and videos on coaching rugby league. In addition to this, you also receive access to online courses, an invitation to the monthly coaching webinar, plus a new edition of Coach Talk every month. To start your 30-day free trial, just visit rlcm.com.au and join as a foundation member today. Thank you, Rugby League Coaching Manual, and thank you, Kaizen. We'll be joined next by Mr. Gossip to get anything that he's got dirt-wise, give you tips, preview the next round, and all the odds brought to you by WilliamHill.com. If you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, make sure you do it with William Hill. Now, it's time for your weekly dose of goss from Mr. Gossip. And we're back to the solo act, just like last year. It's just me and you, Gossip. What's doing, brother? Beautiful, mate. I'm very excited. Origin's nearly finished. We can get back to regular club games, but we've got this debacle of a round coming up. Oh, the fucking short round. I tell you what, I'm well, I'm very happy I'm going to Europe, but disappointed that I had to sit through this little stint as my last taste before I head off. But uh, Origin 3, very happy. Uh, obviously, that Graham and Tedesco were picked. A little bit disappointed that Farrah wasn't marched for probably Pete's, even though people talk similar to Gallon that who's there to replace him. I, I think we just needed to... to if anyone was going to get a farewell and I'd cop it on the chin, it would be Gallon. Uh, but the other two, I can't cop. So Bird being out, I agree with, but I thought Farrah should have been gone as well. Yeah, look, I'm trying really hard to have some sort of interest in it. I guess Queensland listeners will say I've got sour grapes, but... 
I gotta say, I really couldn't give a rat's ass to be honest. Yeah. Um, what what happens? But um, does Gallon des- deserve a send off? Well, I don't really know because he's he's won one series. Um, does that deserve a serve off? I, 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 that doesn't really make sense to me. But I, I might be a hard taskmaster, but um, I don't think he necessarily deserves one just because he's been loyal. No, well, he hasn't been loyal. He's been picked, hasn't he? So, yeah. Well, I'm with you, um, but he, he's kind of the only one of those three they talked about that I could cop because he's been a captain. He has played very well for us, but Bird and Farrow I couldn't cop. So uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm a bit disappointed. If, yeah. If if Gallon and Farrow and all them have been selected just because of. They want a send off. Who cares if New South Wales win? It doesn't mean anything at all. <laughs> We're all yeah, who cares? The record, the record books aren't going to show anything that they went out on a high. They went out as losers, so they may as well just dump them and put new blood in. I just, I, I don't see it. I don't agree with Laurie Daly at all. A lot of his selections this year were terrible and. If we're going to stick with Loser again um, next year, it's, it's just suicide. Yeah, well, I'm Tedesco, Graham, again, late, uh, but better late than never. Tedesco, obviously, injured would have been there at the start, but even Ferguson and Jennings, I thought Leilua uh, and Jack Berg could have got shuffled into the centres this time around, Leilua on a wing or vice versa. Just There's a few more changes I thought could have been made, but uh, he didn't want to lay the boot in. Uh, I'm kind of with you. I, think if, I hope we lose, really. I wanted us to get swept this year so they did get rid of Daly, but... See what happens in game three. But moving away from the negatives, mate, what have you got in the gossip bag? Not much cooking uh, this week? Yeah, we've got a few little things here that we'll touch on. We'll start with uh, Thomas Lillewey. Now, he's off to Wigan. I wanted to get your opinion. Do you think he has anything left off in the NRL, or is it a good move for him? I think he's a safe option, but I really was disappointed at the start of this year that Tui Marlo Lola here wasn't playing in the halves, and they've got another very good young half who's eligible for the 20s and played in cup the last two years, Arta Hingano. So it makes perfect sense to me. He's a safe player, but uh, they've got too much there for their future. So I think it's a good move, and he was at Wigan previously for a long stint. So uh, it's about the right time, I think. Yeah, no, I tend to agree. All right, mate, I've got one here that'll give Brock an absolute iffy. The <laughs> Titans, they're, they're chasing Guerrero super hardcore. It looks like they're going to punt um, Douglas and, and uh, Zillman. So hopefully some good news for the Titans. I think Guerrero will be a great signing for him. Well, he looks like he needs a bit of a refresh. This has been a hard year. Uh, on the flip side, again, he is a Queenslander, so I'm guessing that most of them would like going home and being closer to family. And, it's the kind of player they need to start bringing in. He's, a, he's an origin player. He's an international. Yes, he's had a rough year, but I'd definitely be happy if I was a Titans fan and Aiden Guerra was coming to play for my side. So I'm sure he would be happy about that. Oh, absolutely. All right, mate, off to the Dragons. And, geez, weren't they woeful on Monday night? Oh. Um, <laughs> what a stink fest. They're hooker. I love the Dragons fans on Twitter. Absolutely give it to them. They're calling him Mitch Rain instead of Mitch Rain. He's obviously not re-signed for next year. Um, he was waiting for a deal to be tailed by the Dragons. That hasn't come. His manager's trying to shop him around to other NRL clubs. No interest whatsoever. The Knights were keen for a short period, but they will not offer um, Mitch the money that he's commanding or asking for. So, look, I, 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 for poor Mitch, I think the only uh, answer is the UK Super League, unfortunately. Yeah, well, unless he comes to the table as far as money's concerned, but we spoke about this before with certain players. If it's money that you're after, uh, you may have to make an early exit because a lot of NRL clubs are cotton on you in certain positions. And he hasn't had the greatest of years. I thought he had a good year a couple of years ago, but uh, the money I'm hearing, basically what you're, you're, like you're saying, I wouldn't be willing to pay either. So it's up to him, really. If he wants to stay, he's going to have to drop his asking price. Yeah, well, I think he's got to 
Yeah, and it's not like the NRL is short on hookers either. So it's not like he's a six or a seven. So you can't command big dollars if you're playing like a busted. And, and yeah, he's he's got no vision. He's Ray Charles, the hooker. He's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's playing with the blinkers on, he says. He certainly is, mate. Um, all right, mate, last one for the night. Um, and we could be in for a swap here between Benji and Hodgkinson with the Knights and the Dragons. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know who gets the, <laughs> the raw end of the stick. Really, it's you know, it's apples for apples. Really, but, I think um, that's a double-ended pineapple. If you're asking me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I would probably rather Hodgkinson. Maybe probably because he's a little bit younger. But um, yeah, it's, it's it's a very strange one. If, if the swaps on um, the Dragon, I know the Dragons are more keen at the two anyway. Yeah, I think Benji would be a temporary solution. But if you wanted a veteran to come in and help your young halves out, and Brock Lamb and Jack Cogger, he's probably the worst person I could think of right now. Yeah, uh, absolutely. If you, if you want to bring in an old head, an old half, you want a structured half. I would have thought not someone who who's an ablive half who tries, you know, chip and chases in his own forty metre line. So yeah, and I don't think it's the right move in for for Newcastle. But Hodgkinson, he's, he's shown glimpses this year. He's got, he's got a young young team around him, so. It's not that I don't rate him. He's just, he had some um, bad luck with injury as well. But who knows? He, he could go to the Dragons and, and change things around. But well, um, I'd put it this uh, way: that'd be a better situation for him for the way he plays. He's very Barry Basics. He makes his tackles. He's got a solid kicking game. If anyone would appreciate having him next to him, it would be Gareth Widdop. Gareth Widdop could yeah, really use a yeah. stable halves partner. The money's the issue with me. He went to Newcastle on about six hundred, and I'm just not willing to pay that kind of money. The Dragons might be. Uh, they probably would be if they had to pick up the contract, but on the Newcastle side, uh, yeah, uh, uh, if it was one year and low money or whatever to have Benji there, sure, but I couldn't think of anyone, anyone worse to tutor Brock Lamb and, and Jack Cogger because they're both guys who generally have come through the grades, you know, like to control the game, have their hands on the football, be a bit calm and, and collected about things. Benji, like you said, 13 years, 12 years, whatever it's been, look, the other night he made an under-20s play. He put a chip kick in on the third tackle coming out of his own half, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's a strange one for me. Yeah, uh, we said off air that uh, the Dragons really need a, re- a refresh for next year. Hoskinson, he, he could be that man, but like you said, I, w- I wouldn't pay overs for him. But if there's any team that he probably would fit into a structure, probably would be the Dragons. So it could be a handy pickup at the right price. Yeah, and like I said, I think the, the big one that clicked straight away when you said it is Hodkinson. He'd love to have someone next to him who he knows is not going to have a brain fart every two seconds and just do the complete opposite of what he's looking for. So. Um, yeah, absolutely. Might be a bit of the move for them, but if that's all the gossip, Champ. Uh, looking yep. at the tips, man, you had a pretty good week. We both went one off the perfect round. The Penny Panthers knifed me. Uh, and then last night, it all come down to you for the Dragons, and I had Manly. So we got seven apiece. Boxy got five, so we got a bit of a run back this week. He got the Broncos game wrong, the Panthers game, and the Dragons. So you're now on 89. I'm on 88. He's on 91. So... Oh, beautiful. We've, we've got to cavil back. It's, it's been a pretty good week, but short and round and all the odds while we give you our tips brought to you by WilliamHill.com. Make sure if you have a bet on the NRL or any sport, it is with William Hill. The first game we've got, Friday night, Eels versus the Roosters. A couple of players back here. They get back Timmy Manor, Jeff Robson making a return to finish his career off. Desperately need someone to help out Corey Norman and Takarengi. Uh, Jennings is out for origin. On the Rooster side, Guerra and Ferguson out. Chris Smith, Manu and Madison back in. This one's hard for me to pick. Looking at the Roosters' forward pack, it's the bench that more bothers me. Uh, and Parramatta, I don't know if I could really trust them, but I'm going to lean towards Parramatta. 
Yeah, the Roosters started really well um, last start, but um, yeah, Parramatta, I think they're playing probably better out of the two, um, and really both sides don't have much to play for. Both won't make semi-finals, so it is, like you said, the hard one to pick, but I'll go Parramatta on, on current form. Yeah, and that's the big thing, I think, what you've seen. I'd probably stick with Param. Brock has gone Parramatta as well. The odds of William Hill, $1.70. Parramatta favourites, two fifteen. The Roosters, minus 2.5 is the line. 1-12, to Para, 3.25, 3.85. Roosters, 13-plus, Eels, 3.30, 4.65. The Roosters, Dogs versus the Tigers. Uh, they lose, obviously, Clamart and Jackson to origin. Eastwood returns. Craig Garvey comes in. Holland, Tim Brown. So they've got an extended bench there. But the Morris is back together. Nice to see Rona playing in the centres, the position he came through the grades in. On the flip side, massive and the biggest loss of all, which gets me off the Tigers every time. No Tedesco. Woods is out. Farrah is out. So they've got Felice, Edwards, Adokar and Cheekham in. Uh, I'm going the Bulldogs. Uh, I, I think they've got enough still in their forward pack and their outside backs. And they've actually been a bit more easier to watch the last few weeks. They're moving the football a little bit more and offloading. And the Tigers without Tedesco, that's just, yeah, that's a no-brainer for me. Yeah, Bulldogs are in form. Tigers, like you said, their spine is completely gone. So, yeah, you've got to go to the Bulldogs. Yeah, well, like I said, any time they need a safety blanket, the halves, they give it to Desco and he makes something happen. So mm. I think they might get overpowered on this one. And William Hill agrees and Brock agrees. He's on the Dogs. thirty with William Hill. The Dogs, three fifty-five. The Tigers, minus 10.5 is the line. Dogs, 1-12, 295. Tigers, 550. 13-plus, Dogs, 210. Tigers, $11. Your Penny Panthers... Only one change or two changes with McKendry. He's going to be out for the year. ACL, MCL, and obviously Mansour in origin. Moylan not picked. Matungi and Will Smith come back into the side onto the bench. Hardacre onto the wing. And on the flip side, Fafita out, Bird out, Maloney out, Gallon out, Graham out. Multitude of changes. Holmes comes back into the back line. Farmanu Brown, a bloke I've got massive wraps on, had a bad luck with injury. He's going to be at six. Uh, and on debut... For the Sharkies, McKeelrick and Semi Faleo both played previously at other clubs. And Kurt Catewell, the first Ipswich player from last year from the Jets to get a start. He's been killing it New South Wales Cup. He's on the bench. Keep your eyes on him. He's a good back rower, very handy footballer. With all those changes, I think this one's a bit easier, the Panthers. But, uh, mate, from what I watch in Cup and the players that are starting this week for their forwards, like Pryor, Tagatizi, Bakuya, the Sharks aren't going to be a pushover. No, I'm tipping the Sharks. The Panthers' defence is absolutely terrible. I wanted to break into Penrith Stadium this week and hide every single Steve Knight could find so they could just work on their defence. <laughs> um, it's just, their defence is just it's way off the mark. Um, Hook keeps trying to play this power style of football, but I just don't think it suits the Panthers yet. And, yeah, I, I, I can't say it enough, but the defence is just terrible. Um, so I've got to tip the Sharks. Until I see the, an attitude change in defence, I can't tip them. Yeah, well, like I said, usually when a bench moves into the starting side, you get a little bit worried, but they're pretty solid in that area this year. Like, to have Luke Lewis, Bakuya, Hyneton, Tagger, and Pryor start, that's not a bad thing. And uh, in New South Wales Cup, like I said, I do a lot of those games have been very good this year. So, Kirk Catewell and Farmer Brown, I think he'd be a handy pickup for a lot of clubs who are looking for a number six. I think there'll be a lot more trouble than what Penrith are expecting. But the, yeah, absolutely. The, the, bookies, the Panthers have that real, that real sliding defence structure and it really leaves the edges exposed with, with Cartwright and and um, uh, what's his name? The young half on the other on the other side, Cleary. Yeah, and um, Cleary's doing well, but Cartwright's just he's 
he's struggling big time. Yeah, it might, just little mental lapses, I think. He's definitely got to address that side of things. But with William Hill, their heavy favourites, the Panthers, $1.41. Sharky's two ninety there, so some value for you, Gossip. Minus 7.5 is the line. 1 to 12 Panthers, 310, uh, 310, and the Sharkies, 455. 13 plus Penrith is 245. Sharkies, 725. And to finish things off, Raiders versus Cowboys. Papali's out for Origin, but is injured, so he's gone and Bateman suspended. So Soliola and Clay Priest back in. Cowboys massively affected. O'Neill, Scott, Cooper, Tamiya Thurston, obviously Morgan injured as well. So Benny Spina, Cohen Hess, Paddy Kafusi, Moga. And Josh Chudley finally getting his debut. He come up from Canberra and has played nine there for a few years. Uh, enough for me. Just cost Jays and Thompson in the halves. They're still a very good side. And again, they'll give Canberra some trouble, I think. Um, but Canberra have to win this game. It's a no-brainer with all those changes. Yeah, Canberra never seems to win the game as they're meant to, do they? No. Um, well, who who yeah. else has gone to Golden Point against the worst side in the comp? Like, only yeah, Canberra could do something yeah. like that. Yeah, that's just, I don't know if it's a mental attitude. I'm not too sure what it is. Very tempted to t- pick the Cowboys, but uh, I'll stick with the Raiders. I'll give them one more shot but, um, with, with no confidence whatsoever. I wouldn't be putting money on this game. <laughs> no, neither would I. And uh, I tipped the Cowboys to beat the Dragons last time because I honestly thought without their origin plays, they were still better. And uh, they seemed to press the action a little bit too late. They played too safe. I thought they definitely could have won that one, but... They're a good side, the Cowboys, but very short of Canberra at home, $1.28. The Cowboys, three seventy with William Hill, minus 10.5 again, the line. 1-12 to Raiders, two ninety five five fifty. the Cowboys. 13-plus, the Raiders, two ten. the Cowboys, $11. And I didn't really mention Brock's tips, but, mate, we're all the same except uh, you've gone the Sharkies. Me and him both went Eels, Dogs, Panthers, and Raiders. Crap short rounds, like we said, so... Hard to make a lot of it, but we'll just have to wait and see what happens, I guess. Yeah, better than around $2.90. Um, the Sharks over the Penny Panthers. Get on that one. I'll be having some of that. Yeah, or well, even uh, the line. The line value seven and a half, so one try or a bit under. Or if you like multi-value, twelve and a half a dollar forty-seven or one to twelve is four fifty-five. So there's some options there, but yeah, if you're confident about the straight-up win, two dollar ninety, that's pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. I'll be definitely having a little munch on that. Hopefully the kids won't get hungry. Oh, that's the one. Don't be wheat mix and sayos all week. Our charity bet this week for William Hill. It's a bit harder to pick a head-to-head game, so we split $50. We're going to have Curtis Rona to score and the Dogs win and Bevan French to score and Parramatta win. They're both 250 so if both win after the stake gets taken out, that will be 150 towards our charity. So fingers crossed for those ones. Fingers crossed for you, champ, that Penrith do prove you wrong and get you a W and keep moving up the ladder. And uh, looking forward to finally watching some four rounds after this painful origin period is over where New South Wales have crashed the bus again. <laughs> yeah, can't wait for it to be over and we get back into, into the Club 40, what, what we live and breathe. That's the one. Enjoy your weekend, champion, and good luck for the Panthers. Thanks, champion. Enjoy the holiday. No worries, mate. Have a good one. And a big thanks to Mr. Gossip. As always, if you want to catch him on Facebook, type in NRL Gossip in the search bar and his Twitter handle is at... NRL gossip, but there is no more questions, so that wraps us up for this week. You got the fast five. We gave you the review of the games of the week. We answered all of your questions, all the odds from WilliamHill.com, our tips, and any gossip from Mr. Gossip. A big thank you again, as I had the live reads before, from Kaizen Sports Performance, Rugby League Coaching Manual for both being on board, and in particular, our major partner, WilliamHill.com.au. If you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, make sure you do it with William Hill. 
don't live in the past with the tab and these guys where you can't bet live. You can cash out on your phone and bet in play with WilliamHill.com. So our two charity bets with William Hill. Uh, last week, we got one winner. Melbourne got up, so we banked some money there. And this week, $50 on Curtis Rona to score and the Dogs to win and 50 on Bevan French to score and Parramatta to win. But otherwise, enjoy this last shortened round. The origin period will then be over, and then we're back to the good stuff on the run home to the finals. And next week will be the last podcast I do with Brock before I head off over to Europe. That'll be released on a Sunday night. Oh, sorry, it won't be released on a Sunday night. We'll record as much as we can before I head off, and then you'll have Brock and Mr. Gossip doing Monday night, all the tips and the dirt. And from then onwards, he will be joined by Mr. Gossip, MG, and anyone else who decides to get on the show. But for now, enjoy your week and enjoy your rugby league. Give us more, give us more. Where are you going? Where, what, 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 what's going on here? Is that it? Is that it? Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 